This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What's going on? You've been laundering money, dude. I knew nothing about this. When a crime family wants a witness dead. They can't go into one of our regular safe houses. There's only one person who can keep them safe. That's a flat out no, and I'm not changing my mind. $4,000 a month. It would be the greatest Christianity thing I could do to help somebody in need. I got soul. Where your family? They're sleeping still. They got to get out. If I come back after you stealing this bed, I'm gonna get completely naked and get up in there with you and spoon. I'm up. On June 29th, we can get this money back. Better go up to New York. <laughs> you look like a big bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Medea's going further. Just gonna do a quick pat down. You gonna find a roadmap to heaven. You better come on from up there now. Than ever before. I'm in New York. Medea's witness protection. How you doing? You're chocolate. That's in the way of saying black. I'm chocolate. Yes, African-American. Rated PG-13. In theaters June 29th. This is the 12th episode of our third season of Newcomers. We're working our way through Tyler Perry's body of work for the first time with the help of Perry scholars, super fans, and sometimes people who've contributed. This season is 15 episodes, so there's literally no way we can get to everything. Uh, just no way. It's, there's it's, too I mean, much. We would literally be doing this for 24 hours a day. So we would be. It would take us much longer than the combination of time it's taken Tyler Perry to make all of these things uh-huh. to watch all of them. <laughs> so uh, today we can say that we have experienced another film within the Medea cinematic universe. It's Medea's Witness Protection from 2012, and we'll be watching more t- uh, movies and TV shows in the weeks to come. Before we jump into that, um, any final thoughts on the Ruth? pilot from last week that we watched um i still stand by it was not as exciting as say the oval or the other medea movies we've watched but i did watch a second episode to see who the (laughs) the high one when you sent me the picture yeah the like whatever guy the head of the cult It was so disappointing. You were like, he lives in a world market. Like, it was like. (laughs) (laughs) It was truly like they went to world market and they were like, we're not going to buy this stuff. We just want to shoot in world market, please. (laughs) Oh, it It made me laugh so hard. I don't want to watch that show ever again, but I do. Oh, yeah. The highest is what the highest. I do need to watch um, the Oval. And I know you're watching the Oval and I'm really jealous. You posted in your Instagram Ugh. story that there was a beheading on the Oval, which is <laughs> psychotic. There is an unsolved beheading. Uh, the first daughter throws herself out of a moving car that's going two miles an hour. And then the first lady goes, this bitch really jumped out of that car. That Oh, no, this dumb bitch really jumped out of the car. And I was like, that's your response to your daughter jumping out of a moving car? The first it lady been, is so evil. Uh, it's perfect. I love it so much. And then the way they clean up this beheading, 
they flipped the mattress. And I was like, that's not it. You can't do that. You got to get a brand new mattress. Well, because he better. comes in and it's like, it's like the woman from the pilot, right? That he's like, she's like, your whore is here. Yes. He's like, they said I get a plus one. And yeah. then her head is just sitting in the bed and mm-hmm. he picks it up like what, why did he pick it up? Like, did he think it was connected to her body and he was going to like hold her? Or, like what, did, what yes, was happening? He thought he was going to kiss her. And I guess <laughs> in the world that we've that created, like so you pick dumb. people up to kiss, but he like picks her up and he's like, mm, no. And then blood squirts out everywhere. He's covered in blood. And then uh, Kyle, who's trying to become like the head of the secret service, I guess he comes in he's like, I, I got, I'll clean this up. What did you take? And he's like, some, and then he throws away this huge plate of cocaine and I guess Molly and I was like you gotta save that for another time and then the president is walking like a zombie because he picked up a dead woman's head and then they toss her head in this laundry basket and I was like Tyler you (laughs) what but see this is what this is what pisses me off because I knew that happened in the oval from your stories and then I was excited for this movie and this movie just does not deliver in any of those ways (laughs) which we, you know, we've been getting used to how crazy all of these yes. movies are and shows. So, well, before we get into it, so Medea's Witness Protection is available on HBO Max. You can record it on Philo and you can also watch it for a fee on Apple TV, Google Pay and Voodoo. Obviously, we're going to spoil it. So, you know, watch it first if you care about that. Um, but I think we are both disappointed by Medea's mm-hmm. Witness Protection. And, and we've been we've been loving everything. So I'm really, I'm really excited to talk to our everything. guest because I want to hear what he thinks about this. I, we we have been so into this season so far, and I was like, I was feeling pretty excited to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And my friend even was like, Oh, that's a good one. And I don't know how I feel. That's I don't Dan, know. That's that's Big Dipper saying he liked this one. We can't um, trust Dipper. Like him <laughs> saying that this is good. I truly now am questioning anytime he said anything has been good. Well, his taste is questionable, which I would love to discuss with him at a further point. Um, we he he likes to watch bad stuff too, so I mean he he fits right in. But let's bring our guest out. I want to hear what our guest thinks about this show. We're so excited! It's Langston Kerman. Langston is yeah. a comedian, writer, actor who has appeared on series including Insecure and Southside. He currently hosts the podcast My Mama Told Me for Big Money Players Network and iHeart Radio. So welcome, Langston. All right. This oh my is God. exciting. Yes, Langston, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. Have you watched <laughs> any Tyler Perry before? Uh, I I had, and I actually vowed never to do it again up until <laughs> you all uh, forced me to. I don't yeah. go so far as to say force me to I for this forced, podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had made a, a, a firm stance in my life that like, I'm going to get that toxic man out of here. And then... <laughs> Y'all were like, nope, you're going to do it for a bit, a long running bit that we're doing over the course of a season. So wait, what had you seen before, if you remember? Uh, I believe my my last straw was Daddy's Little Girls. I think that's where I I finally put my foot down. I was like, if this is the best he can do, I'm out. We kind of like that one. (laughs) Yeah, we like that one. one I was going to say, I think it's actually his most, uh, uh, I think at least critically acclaimed film. It it certainly is the one that I think stands stands on the, the firmest ground as far as being considered a film. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. I think that's true. But I but I also think that movie had like a lot of weird like there's always like a surprise rape or that wasn't a rape yeah. or, you know, accusation. Like that one was our first like you dip into that sort of thing. I yeah, think from that point very on, dramatic, no yes. no ha ha funnies, no tee hee. Yeah. There it, were like it went two from laughs. Idris Elba in a tank top to uh-huh. Idris Elba in a very serious tank top. And that <laughs> that's the shift that Tyler Perry sort of creates in his his universe. <laughs> so had you seen this witness protection movie before? I, I had not. I okay. yeah. I was not going to see it. I <laughs> in fact was was devastated to to find out how many people uh consented to be a part of this project. <laughs> <laughs> What are your initial thoughts on Medea witness protection? Uh, well, I think uh, I think there's a part of me that wants to believe he tried his best. And mm. then I know that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, I know uh-huh. he didn't put his best foot mm-hmm. forward. Um, I, I was excited that Romeo Miller is finally getting mm-hmm. his his just due. 
uh, it was heartbreaking to see what uh, at what point Eugene Levy had sort of uh, sunk to uh, in his career. <laughs> that was so confusing to me because I I thought Eugene Levy would definitely elevate this movie, whatever yeah. it was going to be. I was like, it'll be really funny when he's doing his thing and yeah. him interacting with Medea. I thought would be funny. We tend to like Medea mm-hmm. on this show, but. <laughs> But I was like, I feel like he didn't even get a chance. Even in the bloopers, I was like, there's not enough silliness happening. There's Mm -hmm. no time. There's no, it doesn't feel like there's like the freedom to play really. It it felt like, you know, one thing we've learned by doing this show is that like Tyler Perry works extremely fast. Like so fast. Shooting full movies in eight days. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. He has made a full series of television. Which is insane. (laughs) A full movie in eight days. You all have been in in plenty of films. You know that films are, are months Months at a time it takes yes. to shoot an entire film. And he's doing it in eight days. And mm-hmm. he did Acrimony in eight days. And that one is like, there's wild shit that happens. It's not just people the talking at a table. It's like shit. everything is nuts. And it's, what, eight days. So then you're, you're just thinking like the amount of pressure everyone's under, the amount of time constraints, like you mm-hmm. don't get the time to... Even where, you know, we've talked about how we feel like the hair could be better. Like there's all these things where you're like, wait, why is that wig so bad? It's like, yeah. this is like a high budget. Like what's happening? And then you're like, well, they're doing it in eight days. Like go, go, go. So like nobody has a chance to like be their best, you know, like the hair department, the makeup department, everyone's rushing. Well, here's what I'll say is that this, and remember this is 2012. So this was before he figured out that he could expedite things even faster than Mm -hmm. he currently is doing. (laughs) This was him taking his time with a project. (laughs) That's fucking nuts. (laughs) Well, I will say, we have some trivia, and one of the trivia facts is, this is one of the few Medea movies not adapted from a play, which I was like, Mm. oh, he didn't get to test run the material before mm. he shot it. That's so huge. it was it was just like, well, who knows what this will be? <laughs> that feels really important, actually, because the plot was really lacking. Like, yes. And then at the end, they showed you a scene from Ghost and they're like, this is what we're doing. And I was like, oh, I don't know if we need it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I think we know the movie. I think. I think we're all familiar with uh, Ghost. <laughs> like, I felt like the whole thing with the witness protection, like, they don't have any experience. Like, nothing happens at the house. Mm-hmm. That no. is like, like being undercover or, or, you know, hiding from the law, whatever it is. Like, nothing happens besides, like, just, like, weird yoga and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, even when they go to do the, the scam or whatever at the end, like when Eugene Levy has that costume on, I'm like, I thought that was going to happen earlier. Like there'd be more stuff like that yeah. or something. More hijinks. I, I think yeah. they, the, he really put a lot of stock in uh, black people and white people figuring each other out for, <laughs> for two yes. hours. And then <laughs> and we the had, comedy does not come. Like, it's like, you think no. you, you like, it seems like right off the bat, that's kind of like, okay, we're going to like Medea's like they're white. And then like nothing happens from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Barbara, <laughs> the mom keeps calling them colored. Well, and that, was, that was what, just so what was she saying? Negro. She kept saying Negro. Yeah, Negroes. And then she'd be like spiritual, and then they go, "Okay, she's talking about the church." Or that was, was like, another thing that that bugged me quite a bit. Was was he clearly had some bits in his head, right? Where he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we'll have her say Negro, but she'll be referring to the spirituals." And then he would do that bit for a solid three and a half minutes. Yes. And it's like, dog, you landed that plane, baby. <laughs> Let them get off. You ain't got to You ain't got to keep them on to keep letting the flight attendant talk to them more. Like, give them off the fucking plane. Yeah, I agree. The bits went on for too long. They weren't funny enough. And then I felt like it was a lot of, like, rehashing, like, Medea driving crazy. We all know Medea drives crazy. And it wasn't crazy yeah. enough for me. No. And, I, and then I didn't really like Lil Romeo's storyline. No, like, me neither. Okay, so he, he took the church's money. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. I don't it care about that. It, the stakes were not there. No. And like we with the other Medea movies we've seen, the stuff that happens is so crazy that like you can't have like a more chill version of Medea where like it's nothing really happening. Like you need her to be doing yes. crazy shit the entire time. And mm-hmm. the funniest thing to me was like a blooper where Medea was like dancing on the porch. I don't know if you saw that at the end because I don't know. Oh, I watched <laughs> all the way to the end. I was worried that this would come up and I didn't want anybody to, to bring up some shit I wasn't familiar with. So I, I watched through the through the, the fucking thing. 
The credits. Okay, so the part where Medea's tits were bouncing around on the front uh-huh. porch was funny to me, but I was like, but this wasn't in the movie. It wasn't. And it was like, give me that. Give me Medea moving her titties around. Give yeah. me Medea crashing through buildings, dropping cars, uh, yelling at people. We didn't have any of that. Although it was funny when she was driving away from her nosy neighbor and closed her dress in the door and drove away like that. I was like, <laughs> they had no time to reshoot it. <laughs> oh, they had yeah, time. They had plenty of time. They opted against it, but they had time. Yeah, you never know what is like the choice at that point. Like if, if Tyler Perry, the director, is going like, that's a mistake, but we'll keep it because we don't want to move on. Or like mm-hmm. he actually thinks that was very funny. Well, I don't know. I think I think one of the things and we we were briefly talking about this is that it's mostly just him picking people to do improv with, but not mm-hmm. allow them to improv back. Yes. It's yes. like him just, okay, you'll be my setup and I'll be both setup and punchline somehow. Like, <laughs> like you're yes. just a face to bounce off mm-hmm. of. So it, you picked Eugene Levy, but you didn't mean for it to be Eugene Levy. You just meant for it to be a dorky white guy. And mm-hmm. it, it just so happened that Eugene Levy was in a bad place enough in his life <laughs> that he, he consented to be a part of this thing. Well, I wondered about that because I mean... It seems, uh, you know, Nicole and I both want to be in a Medea feature at so this point. So bad. Oh, we, my gosh. <laughs> but <it's, laughs> so it bad. seems like it would be really fun. But I, so I'm like, what is Eugene Levy's perspective at that point? Like, he's totally established. It's 2012. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, a, he can do whatever he wants. So like, there must have been, some, I mean, I'm sure money, obviously, but like there must have been some incentive in terms of just like thinking it would be funny or good, right? Or that yeah. like, well, I don't I know. I feel like if Tyler Perry asks you to be in a movie, you say yes. Like, I would yeah. just say yes, no matter what it was. Wow. This is a very different response than I think I would have. We to... have been brainwashed. I Wait, don't know Langston, if, you understand. if Tyler Perry <laughs> reached out, Langston, and was like, I want you to star in Daddy's New Girls, you would say no? <laughs> Wait, so Daddy's replaced his old girls. He's tired of those old bitches, and now he's getting uh-huh. a new set of girls to yep. raise. Okay. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't you, do it? You would do it. I, I would say, sir, you have some things that you're wrestling with in your own personal life, <laughs> and you need to put down that pen and call your family. That's what I would say to Tyler Perry. Now, I'm not going to out you, not on this forum, but I will say, call your family, Tyler, and get off my phone. Leave me I be. mean, it, you do have to wonder because we've seen, you know, there's so much domestic violence. There's so, so much, much crazy stuff in these movies and shows like something's happening. Like it's his first instinct is that like a woman gets hit and then she punches back, but it's like, there's something happening there. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Out of context, this will sound terrible. So hopefully no one just, you know, takes this little tidbit. I miss the domestic violence, the kidnaps (laughs) and the abuse. In this movie, we are lacking all of this. If you guys don't put this on your websites, I don't know what you even (laughs) recorded this for. This is fantastic. Uh, Just a a nice quote. (laughs) Denise Richards is like my, one of my favorite housewives. I don't know if either of you have watched Housewives at all. She is fantastic on the show. She has a, a full-on sexual affair with Brandy Glanville in this season where she mm. she is accused of eating Brandy's pussy. And they, <laughs> she does not say whether... She denies it, but it it seems like it really happened. That wow. It's contextual proof. Um, she's a fascinating person on the show. I think she's like stunning and I also think like Beautiful. she's a great mom. She's mm-hmm. like you, you see her kids on the show and she's like really sweet. I think she's a great person. This movie was not the right movie for her. I I, no. I love to watch her, but I wanted I wanted something funnier happening mm-hmm. and it just was not there. Yeah, it wasn't that, there and then she does an impression of Medea and I was like, "Huh. Oof. This mm, I don't Oof. feel good. <laughs> I didn't feel good about that I, at I'll all. I'll say this. I There was a part of me that wondered, is this just 2012 shit that like we used to think was a funnier bit? And now in retrospect, we're like, nah, not really. But 2012 ain't far enough away that yeah. I, I feel confident in, in sitting in that. You know what I mean? I agree. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if anything, she should have gone way harder. Like it was like, yes. it, if you're going to do it and Medea's telling you to do it and there's all this stuff, it's like, it felt like it was kind of a half impression. Yeah. Like, I don't want to that get in makes trouble. it awkward. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah. it was just weird. So, I mean, I wouldn't say to do it now, but if it was I one would. of those 2012. Denise, if you're listening, please do an Instagram <laughs> video of you doing an impression of Medea. We yeah, it's like if it. she would have done wild things and only pulled one titty out. You know what Thank I mean? You. Like, 
You got to give us both titties. Denise. I bring up wild things all the time because you see Kevin Bacon's dick in it. And I was in like eighth grade and I was like, oh, my God. And it's truly it stuck with me so much. Um, I barely remember her tits. I was so focused oh, on that. Not me. Burned in permanently. Uh, should we get into our news media? News yes. media? <laughs> Tyler Perry film production transforms downtown Macon, Georgia into 1950s Chicago. Oh. And he could just shoot in Chicago. Okay. No, film no, crews no. are taking no. over downtown Macon this week for Tyler Perry <laughs> this week, where Tyler Perry is going to shoot his whole fashion project. <laughs> Netflix is a jazz man's blues. During the filming, the area will be closed off to the public. The film is scheduled to be released on Netflix later this year. Holy shit. The turnaround. The turnaround, the turnaround is, is unmatched. Wild. Imagine shooting an entire period piece in an hour and a half. Just... <laughs> Costumes, sets, everything's covered in an hour and fucking 45 minutes. And then you just upload it? Yeah, you just truly (laughs) upload it to Netflix. like, upload to Netflix, click. It will be, it will complete shooting and post-production everything, everything. Post, pre-production, shooting it, less than six months for a full-blown movie. That's unreal. Wow. And then, so a jazz man's blues expands Netflix's relationship with Perry, whose 2020 film, A Fall from Grace, was seen by 39 million households in its first month on Netflix. I'll tell you, I was one of them. I did watch this movie for uh, Yamanika Saunders' podcast or live show, and it was truly nuts. Like, this woman beats this man with a baseball bat to kill him (laughs) in a way where I was like, that's a pillow. That's not a person. That's a pillow you're hitting. I don't think I've heard of that one. There's just feathers popping out of the baseball bat as he swings. <laughs> yeah, there was no Medea. It was, it bummed me out a little bit. Oh my God. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll jump into Medea's witness protection. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Okay. My Dia's Witness Protection, written by Taylor Perry, directed by Taylor Perry, released on June 29th, 2012. So... After watching this movie, has anyone's thoughts changed on on Tyler Perry? I mean, we'll we'll launch into our summary, but before we do, I mean, Langston, it doesn't seem like this was a good one for you to watch to get you on board. No, I, I think that's <laughs> fair to say. I don't. I did not become more of a Tyler Perry fan from this experience in fair. any way, shape, or form. I understand that. Me too. I will say I did enjoy. Uh, we were speaking of the bloopers. I did enjoy him him talking to the. Uh, the person on the phone about the bidet uh, <laughs> and whether or not the bidet yes. making them explain a bidet. And that, that made me feel sad that I was laughing at it because I do think that his entire gimmick is what if a black lady didn't know what stuff is? And it's like, <laughs> Oh boy, I, I hate mean, that I'm that, laughing. That doesn't is make me joke. feel good, but it's pretty There's funny. always something when, when Medea though drops in the Tyler Perry voice, it's like really jarring. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's like, <laughs> Where do I go poo or whatever? And then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm like, oh my God. Can't imagine what that person was thinking on the other side of that call. Okay. So here's the plot of this movie. Now, George Needleman promises his son, Howie, that he will take him to his baseball game after he gets home from work. When he arrives at his Wall Street office, he is shocked to hear his boss, Walter, inform him that the company is a Ponzi scheme run by the mob. Walter tells George he's handing over him over to the FBI as a scapegoat since George is the company's CFO. And that whole explanation was so wild because it was like they hired him or they promoted him so he could take the fall. And Tom Arnold was having a great time. Oh, Tom oh my Arnold God. killed it. And then there's a very funny <laughs> part where he's like still trying to talk to him and the chair is spinning because he moved so fast like a cartoon. <laughs> 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 okay, meanwhile in Atlanta, Brian. Okay, tells maybe we did like this movie. <laughs> well, I will say that I felt extremely frustrated with him walking in and being confused by everyone. Uh, yes. running for their lives yes. and burning documents. And he's like, what's going on, Tom? And it's like, dog, read the room. It's like it's happening. up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like even the security guard knew what was happening. He's like, quiet day. And she's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, not for you're me. You're not going to like it. Quiet like, I wouldn't like say this. that. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Atlanta, Brian tells his boss that he thinks that the Malone crime family is running a Ponzi scheme, and his boss tells him to investigate. After Brian tells his boss he knows George's company is running a Ponzi scheme, his boss tells him to take George into custody. Medea gets into her car after grocery shopping and is unfazed when she finds a man in the backseat trying to rob her. Now, this is what I thought we were going to get more of. Like, yes. she, she drives the car frantically, jolting him around until she is able to unmask him. And she realizes it's her pastor's son, Jake. Jake later confesses he's trying to recover church funds that he has invested in George's company without his father's knowledge by robbing elderly women. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> What a what a bad plan. So back in New York, the FBI <laughs> takes George into custody and tells him that they'll be putting him, his family in witness protection because the mob has already threatened George. Brian's boss tells him that he'll need to find a safe place in Atlanta to house the Needle, Needleman family. Brian goes to Medea and asks if they could stay with her, which is not, I don't think, how witness protection works. No, no. you don't just move in with a random person. <laughs> you don't just get to right? pick a person. And furthermore, you don't get to pay them $4,000 a month uh-huh. For five people. That was wildly disrespectful. How little Tyler Perry like even thinks poor people value things. Like like poor yeah. people don't know what five people are worth. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, $4,000, less than $1,000 per person. Crazy. Um, Medea changes her mind because she's like, ooh, $4,000? Brian arrives with the Needleman family and they start to settle in. <laughs> and even that, like, nothing happens. Like, no. You, you want, like, there's there's room for comedy. The idea is good in that, mm-hmm. like, you bring this family to live with Medea. It's like, there's enough that could go wrong. It doesn't feel like anything really does. Like the kids are annoying. Uh-huh. What? Like, like the daughter hates Denise, which we haven't heard about yet. This who's her stepmom. Mm-hmm. And she's like always screaming at her. And like their relationship is awful. But then there's kind of no payoff to that. No, I no. think the better option would be like, instead of having your B storyline with uh, the church or whatever, have the crime family try to get them in the house, like have them find them. Yes, like and well, hijinks in the house. Well, like, yeah. there, there is that one moment where a man with dark hair drops off a <laughs> what I thought was going to be a bomb. Same. But then just ended up being a, fir- a sternly written letter being like, we'll kill you. And there's a rat in here. And they, mm-hmm. nobody understood what it meant. So they moved on. <laughs> yeah. So this summary has not mentioned that there's like the uh Eugene Levy's mom is a woman with like dementia or like Alzheimer's or whatever. Which is hilarious. I mean, undeniably a funny disease. Can we all agree on that? (laughs) We need to stop with that. Like, I'm like, I I can't keep watching this character happen in things over and over again where it's like funny that they don't know who anyone is or like Mm -hmm. what's going on. It's it's not, it's not funny. And there's a point where she's like, a man gave me this letter or whatever. And they're like, yeah, right. Grandma, you know, everyone's like, because even the kid was like, she doesn't even know who I am. She doesn't know where yeah, we right, are. You it's brain like, dead bitch. <laughs> it's so mean. It and is then she, so and then there, there actually was a man in the yard and like then that, yeah. And then that wasn't anything where it could have been something like it could have been a home alone as, but then they saw the man in the yard mm-hmm. and yeah. they like sort of waved him off. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Proceeded to like not follow up on the fact that like a mob is trying to kill them. Uh huh. Yeah. It was like the care. danger and like the good idea was at the front door, and they're like, "We're not answering it. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> we us. don't want. We don't want action. None of that." So the next day, George tells the prosecutor's office that he had no knowledge of what was happening at the company. Brian offers to help George and tells him to look through all of the documents that were not shredded at his company to find where the numbers are off. I gotta say, Brian is confusing because I know he's a lawyer, but I was like, do lawyers arrange witness protection? I don't yeah. I don't think so. It's he's like so involved with this family to a point where I'm like, no. Also, like, isn't it that's what I didn't understand. I feel like there wasn't enough explanation about what witness protection is, but maybe they didn't even know when they were like doing this. <laughs> but like I thought like so is he he is officially innocent and isn't it where like the government helps you hide? Yes, it is. Yes. yes. So that's in the movie, correct. it's a lawyer being like, go live with Medea, which isn't really witness <laughs> protection. It's just like running from the law. It also yeah. uh, it also involves a name change. It involves document changes, <laughs> none of which were ever addressed in this. Nope. They literally just were like, all right, you're going to stay at a different house now. And guess what? <laughs> Black people. <laughs> and they still found you and brought the letter to your house or whatever. It's like you are Almost not hiding day. well. Yeah, it didn't work. So then you'd have to move. <laughs> yeah, literally you would have the to first start day over. is when they showed up with the letter. <laughs> It's like, we got you. Yeah. The dead rat. Oh, my God. Uh, So George's mother, Barbara, mistakes Medea for a maid named Sadie and claims she recognizes Joe as a man she slept with years ago, the man on the boat. Joe doesn't believe her at first, but then he realizes they actually slept together while he was in the army. He also realizes that he might be George's father when Barbara tells him they slept together 53 years ago and George is 52. I can't. I can't. can't. Okay. There's so much about this that's insane. He was so. So Joe, for anyone who's listening and hasn't watched this, is Tyler Perry as a character. Joe, who we have seen. Uncle Joe. What? What if I was surprised? (laughs) You're like, what? I thought that was an old man. (laughs) And he has yellow teeth that are the color of butter. Like they Mm. are fully, which is kind of funny. But he he fights her on this over and over. I don't have a boat. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Cut to, yeah, you did go on a boat. Like it's like, if you had any experience being on a boat, you can't say you don't know what they're talking Uh about with a boat. Like it's just, it was, that was rude and kind of dragged out the whole thing forever. (laughs) Then he starts calling the grandchild his 
son or something or yeah or saying you're my grandson yeah it gets complicated for sure it was very (laughs) confusing um and then also i was like there's no way eugene levy is your son you know this yeah and i didn't realize that joe was brian's dad okay i'm so glad you're saying that wait who's brian brian is tyler perry as tyler perry stop okay wait So that's his dad and Medea is his aunt. Now, I will say that throughout the (laughs) film, I felt a weird sexual tension between uh, Medea and Joe the entire time. Medea and Joe do have sexual tension. But it's so weird because they're siblings, I think. They're siblings. That's right. Okay, but that has not been made clear, I think, in any movie that we... I swear I don't don't know No, this is the first time where he was like, dad. And I was like, oh... But that's, that's why you're always around. And that's thing. why you're always defending Medea because Medea is your aunt. Oh, wait. Tyler so Perry this wasn't the that. introduction of, of Tyler Perry as Tyler Perry. No. Mm, well, this so. character is different than the characters he's played in other movies, I think. He plays, he plays like he, a person without a costume on. But, but I think not... he's always Brian. Like, if Medea goes to jail, he's Brian as oh the my lawyer. God, is he Brian? <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. You guys have dedicated a season to this and you're 12 in. And if you're just now discovering this. Dude, you don't understand. We don't understand this family tree at all. We have it's tried so hard. to make sense. There are points where you go, wait, oh, that person's that person's dad. Like this happens mm-hmm. every time. Mr. Brown, who's a character who appears mm-hmm. in many things, sure. apparently is the mom. I mean, the dad of the woman who's always with him, whose name I can't think of, Cora or something. Cora, yeah. And then... She in real life is married to him, uh-huh. and he's the same age as her. But he just has but gray they, like, beard. Put, yeah, for they the put movie. gray on him to make him look older because that's her dad. And then but made then, her her husband her dad. Yes, yes, yeah. Tyler's so it's a, a sick fuck. It's, that's this is this is gross. But then it's so, we so complicated. Cora was Medea's daughter, but then. Oh, wait, no, no. Cora is no, we Medea's out, daughter, we did find but out then her was. dad isn't her dad because of the Maury bit at the end of... Oh and that was God, like a gag, though. That? That's like a gag. Like, but at the end... Is it not part of the cinematic universe? Like, no, is it, it is. Question? It is, like, true, but it's like it feels like it was just to be funny, but then it's like, well, now we have to go with that as being true. So, okay, um, Ferris, our producer, is telling us that Brian is a supporting male character throughout various films played by Tyler Perry himself, Medea's <laughs> nephew, and Joe's son. He's a lawyer and is usually getting Medea out of jail. Wow, this is fascinating. Now, the this is part of the thing. Like, it's like it's things move so fast. Yeah, there's so many things happening, and you can't keep track of basic facts. Like, I did not get that at all. And I mean, because it's literally one line where he's like, "Dad," and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that's his dad. Mm-hmm. So Medea and Joe, because I thought in previous things that they were a couple. Medea no, and Joe. But there, there is that moment uh, where Joe first wakes up in the morning, and Denise Richards is doing uh, yoga in the in the living room, and Joe is sort of what appears to be gawking at her, yes. very mm-hmm. sexually. And then she goes, "Are you staring at me?" And he's like, "No." I, I see something else and he looks and you look past her yes. and he's staring literally down Medea's butthole. Just in, just <laughs> into I know, and the, like he's, he's like, <laughs> I see some big hippo ass or like something, mm-hmm. he's something like really offensive. And then she's like, that's mean. But it's like, why are you staring at her ass? At it's your sister's confusing. butt? What are you doing? <laughs> wrong with you <laughs> it is very confusing because for a very long time i thought joe and medea were together and then i was like oh no they're brother and sister and then they each have a kid well who- the idea now that brian because brian i think was also in was he in daddy's little girls no brian was in why did i get married but not as brian as a doctor see that's mm. what i'm saying so it's like we have tyler perry as basically tyler perry playing different characters, but sometimes he's Brian. Uh-huh. But there's no, like, <laughs> nuance to that. <laughs> I want them to put that in the credits. Sometimes <laughs> Tyler he's Perry Brian. Has, sometimes he's Brian. Like, directed by Tyler Perry, written by Tyler Perry, and sometimes Tyler <laughs> Perry is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot to keep track of. I feel like there must so be a family tree somewhere online that we could be looking at. Like, someone's got to have made this. I hope so. 
Can I ask where, where in terms of your, your preferences does this, like, what is the best of the Tyler Perry films or the Medea films? Let's be more specific. What is the, the quintessential, this is the one you gotta see Medea film? I think Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, that Mm. was the best one. Yeah. It's truly incredible. There's a scene that I've shown to several people where it's Medea typing on a calculator that's and I've seen it thing. so many times that like <laughs> there's a like just a like a split second where Medea's about to break, but then keeps going with it. And it's so funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Medea has a lot of bits in that one. I feel like that like Tyler Perry was the most confident because that one was a play. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how he got his start. I feel like it was like th- that one was really huge. That was yeah. his so big that, one. Yeah. That was so a there's money like, maker. Yeah, so then like there's that confidence with this Medea, like because Medea does a lot of like bits in that movie that are just like straight up. He's probably improvising for thirty minutes. Like I feel like with like he's just going, and he's so confident. Like when he's in the closet and he's like cutting up all the clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. That one is that is the funniest one and the one that got us the most on board. And Tyler Perry had something to prove because yeah. people hadn't let him you know make a movie and he was like I can make money back so I think he like threw his all into it and he's really just doing a lot as Medea and it's delightful sure but then it's like that that is what got us excited like the type of craziness mm-hmm. that happens in that movie because there's also like huge drama like Medea is funny but from time to time you know uh-huh. and for the most part it's like there's a man dragging his wife across a marble floor you know like just like crazy yeah. horrible stuff or like a woman pushing a man in a wheelchair in a way where you're like i don't think there was a stunt coordinator doesn't she yes. she uh at one point after she finally almost gets redemption let him like drown in a bathtub yes. because his legs don't work and arms don't work anymore yep yes yep yep yes yeah. and then and then she <laughs> Like nurses him back to health, but then dumps him. It's mm-hmm. it's truly just it. Yeah, it makes no sense. That's and what, then Medea kicks in a door with a with a gun in her purse and goes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Who's drowning up in here?" And I'm like, okay, I guess. Oh, what is this film? What? Right. Yeah, and then that sets up things like the Oval, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Tyler Perry believes anything is possible, and anything like anything is possible on the <laughs> Oval, and I like this. But like, then you, then it's like, I need that from every single project. I can't have some of these be like phoning it in a little bit. Yes. And this one just feels like it. It did feel like it was phoning it in. I got to say, on the Oval, two women catch up on like a stoop, and she's like, mm, "I have had a day." She's like, "Tell me about it." She's like, "Well, you know, a girl up in my house shot herself." Mm-mm. <laughs> yes. Hmm. And then they found the knife on my son. You don't say. A knife? (laughs) Yes. Well, the president, oh, he's sleeping with somebody. Oh, really? And the way they catch up, I was like, this is not. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Just like silly gossip. Everything you've said is life altering stuff. And it just happened today. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, no. What a Thursday. (laughs) Someone killed themselves in my house. Okay, oh, we gotta get through this. Let's uh, keep going. Yeah, summary. Okay, so George arrives at Medea's to find Katie fighting with his teenage daughter Cindy. Later, when Medea grows tired of Cindy's disrespect, he tell or she tells Cindy that her whole family died to make her feel regretful mm. about her behavior <sighs> towards them. George, Katie, and Howie arrive home to find Cindy crying hysterically. This that was part, wild. That part was so ridiculous, and it, it wasn't. It still wasn't ridiculous in the way that I wanted. Like basically, the teenage daughter who's annoying comes home, and then Medea's like who's your dad again he died or whatever like i don't know it was like said in like a really crazy way Uh and she's like crying and freaking out and then he walks through the door and she's like dad and it's over and that was supposed to like make her a nice person Mm -hmm. yeah it it was her uh redemption song was uh finding out that her entire family had been murdered on a highway accident (laughs) and then for some reason the the chubby little boy who really didn't do anything bad to anybody in the entire film uh, was, I believe, mauled to death by animals. I, I think that was a story that Medea had cooked up for the dead child. And uh, it was enough for her to to now be like, I love my stepmom and stepbrother or half-brother or whatever this is. Yeah, and he was a sweet character. He basically had nothing that was even making him annoying. He just was no. like uh, trying to be related to that person. And he just wanted to play baseball. Yeah. He was, (laughs) he was very bad at baseball, but also tried his best. And like, who's mad at that kid? (laughs) Yeah. 
So during a sermon at the church, Pastor Nelson inspires George to recognize a pattern in his company's records that explains where 10% of the stolen funds have been stashed. He decides to involve Medea in a plan to re-divert funds from these stashed accounts back to the charities whose investments were stolen in the Ponzi scheme. When George and Jake share their plan with Brian, he advises them it's illegal. Yeah, he's like, I, I didn't hear that. I'm a lawyer and I didn't hear that. And they're like, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> and like, why? Like, why even talk to Brian? Yeah, I don't know. Also, <laughs> in this plan, they are undercover in a way where like Eugene Levy's wearing this like little mustache and a beret. And I was like, nobody knows who you people are. So who are you? Hi- what? That is such a good point. Like, there's no need to wear that. And also you look more suspicious because you have a fake mustache and a beret on. And you're um, coming in and out of a French accent. You guys haven't yep. even decided what your names are. So you you rarely refer to each other as anything but your actual names that would mm-hmm. be triggering for somebody looking for you. And Medea like uses her. So Medea is supposed to be this character. What what was the Precious name? Jackson. Precious yeah, Jackson. and when they when they get to the hotel, she like is saying she's related to the Jacksons. Like <laughs> she's like, if Tito calls, I'm busy or whatever. I'm like, okay, that was that felt like Medea just running loose yes. with that one for a while. Um, but when she then she says she has her ID and here it is. Like she offers it up to the guy, mm-hmm. and I was confused about that because I was like. She has a, a real ID that says Precious Jackson. Well, I think that's from what? them watching Ghost and then being like, oh, we can do a fake ID. But it's like, how does Medea know how to do fake IDs? That's not been established yet. I did not understand that. Yeah, that felt- they literally uh, just did everything that was in the scene in Ghost <laughs> yes. but without explaining how they did the stuff right. in Ghost. Like Ghost does the legwork and like helps us understand it. And they were like, if you w- no, they already did that. We'll just uh, show the movie and then do the same. That's so funny, too, because that's definitely Tyler Perry writing it and going like, oh, it should just be like how they do it in Ghost. OK, um, yeah, we'll just show Ghost. Okay, so we'll, we'll show Ghost. Right <laughs> like, it's so lazy to just jump to that without explaining anything. I think that's hilarious. OK. So here, the plan requires George, Jake, and Medea to travel to New York. Medea assumes the identity of a rich woman named Precious Jackson, meets with a bank manager. She transfers funds from the laundered accounts to legitimate charities and also transfers some money to her real bank account, unbeknownst to George and Jake. And I got to say, this was like unfulfilling, not as fun as Ghost. And no, (laughs) he like watched. So we had to watch a little scene from Ghost. But then I was like, but then you didn't put any jokes. Why didn't we just watch? Why didn't you just recreate the, the scene, scene from Ghost? The scene from Ghost is so good. Mm-hmm. The idea that so you're going to recreate that and not have it be funny or like parody it in some way. <laughs> like there was no like it's mostly just like, oh, yeah. Remember how they did that? We'll do that. Like there's mm-hmm. no like creative license to it, which would be fun. But it's also funny that he decided to do that. But then there's a ghost in Ghost. And that's the humor of the scene. It's not just switching accounts and stuff. It's not just you get sit down and lie. It's that there's someone in your body making you say and do shit. It's like, <laughs> that is what makes it funny. Like, it's not funny to just sit there and go like, and put some in my account too. Gotcha. Like, it's <laughs> well, like, what's, what's even more fascinating is you brought Eugene Levy all the way to New York. Mm-hmm. And so in theory, he could be a part of this. Yes. But instead you left him in the car to like riff with Lil <laughs> Romeo. While you go in and do the least Medea thing that exists mm-hmm. in all of Medea land. The like fact. She, no, you she are plays so it straight right. for once. Yep. yep. She's as serious as can be. The fact that Eugene Levy is wearing that getup, but we don't see him do <laughs> anything in it. He could be <laughs> sitting there improvising with her. Uh-huh. And making it seem obviously like it's fake, but they get like away with it. they're a married couple or something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. But yeah, Medea just truly walks in and is like, we need to transfer accounts. Yes, I'm Precious Jackson. Okay, <laughs> thumbs up. It worked. She literally thumbs up yeah. like, as she leaves the bank. And the man is trying to fuck her as they're like walking out. He's like, couldn't couldn't be harder for Medea. <laughs> and or Precious Jackson as uh-huh. they're leaving because she was that charming in the bank. It's like, this is crazy. You're not even... You're not even following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
after they pull off their plan, Brian informs George that his corporation, uh, or no, his cooperation with the authorities and successful efforts to return charity funds have given Brian leverage to dismiss the charges. Before returning to New York, the Needlemans visit Pastor Nelson's church for the last time. Pastor Nelson and Jake burn the mortgage papers, and the entire congregation celebrates the mortgage being paid off. Medea also celebrates her new wealth. What a lackluster ending. It really was. And also it made me think like, why do churches have a mortgage? <laughs> Doesn't that seem wrong? Yeah, like, but they're seem- they're taxed. They're not taxed. I know that. So but you, but you, someone still has to own it. I guess, I, it, feels I like guess it should you, be like you personally can own the the building. You're not being taxed for. I guess whatever work that you're doing and income that you bring in, mm-hmm. but the building uh-huh. is not necessarily like granted to you by the government. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I guess it makes sense that religion is not connected to the government in that way, but it still seemed weird that they were like so happy. There was no more mortgage. I was like, I've never thought about a, a church being like owned by the bank. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, I, I think the important thing is that we remember uh, the, the key to writing a good film is ending on the B story. You really want to go out right Right on the B story. <laughs> it is so wild. Like the mob doesn't say, where's our money? No mob doesn't cares. come through. They're just they like, just oh, I guess we don't have church. money anymore. The, yes. They literally go, the the boss decided he's going to snitch on the mob. So you're safe. And then <laughs> nothing. It's just all clear. That's from there. so funny. It's so true. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we have a little trivia. So this movie is the first Tyler Perry film nominated for a Razzie. Now, I don't know if that's because it was the first one of the earlier films or if it Mm -hmm. was just because I feel like he's got we've read about other Razzies. Uh, One of the few Medea movies not adapted from play and with a total box office gross of sixty six point nine million. God damn. (sighs) Medea's Witness Protection is the third most successful Tyler Perry movie after Boo, a Medea Halloween, and Medea goes to jail. Can I tell you guys a funny story about Boo, a Medea Halloween? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I uh, years ago wrote for Chris Rock for the Oscars, <gasps> and uh, when we did that, we did a parody of Tyler Perry called Boo. That was yes. just us making fun of Boo. Like, we're not making fun of Boo, but making fun of Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry saw that and then made Boo off of us making fun of Tyler Perry. You this is amazing money? because <laughs> Tyler Perry cut you a check? He did you? not. He did not bring it up once. <laughs> there was never a phone call. And we've t- I've talked to Chris. It wasn't like he was like, yo, I saw that. I'm going to do it. And it just truly was him being like... I don't know. That's a pretty good idea. And then went so, and did it. Were you shocked when you saw like the ad for Boo? Like, were you like, what the fuck? You know what? It it was so dumb as a pitch that I it never even crossed my mind. Hmm? I for a second I started to question, like, yo, did we just redo his shit? Like, did we <laughs> do his version of Ghost to to Medea's Witness Protection? Like, it it blew my mind that that's how he does business. So. No, it it was it was spectacular. I love that you were involved with that. We've mentioned that before mm-hmm. on the show, and we learned that Chris Rock was given like he was uh, given the the opportunity to direct like a Saw movie as like payment for that from the studio. Yeah, um, which is really interesting. It's so like, it's- wild! <laughs> what a wild just series of events. The, to the truly fact- see someone making fun of you and be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make that a feature film," is. <laughs> It's a flex. It, I'll give him that. So That's confident. a flex. It's, it's so confident. It's so confident. No, it really it's is. It's so petty. It's like, oh, you're going to make fun of me? Great. I'm going to make so much fucking money off of that idea. Yes. It's more, more successful. More money than yeah. any Chris Rock film. More <laughs> money than any Saw film is ever going to make. He's going to do it in with Boo a Medea Halloween. Ugh, I love and, it so I mean, much. He's got it figured out somehow. <laughs> so, so this movie was nominated for awards. We like the Razzie Medea's witness protection received five Razzie nominations. Tyler Perry was nominated for worst actress as Medea. I mean, this was Medea's worst movie, I think. And worst director. But it's just silly to say worst actress, but I mean, <laughs> obviously it's a silly award, but yeah. I like that. They don't know that that's Tyler Perry under there. Yeah, right. Imagine like, some people don't. Bad. They're like, this man, lady this lady's is... big. 
Um, it was also the film was also nominated for worst screen ensemble and worst oh. prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. <laughs> wow. That's so mean. But, but wait, it didn't wait. win. It didn't win. So, so there wait. was something something worse that year. That's true. So it's it's considered a sequel? Or I guess I get, it's part of the universe. So I guess it's like a sequel to Or or maybe they're saying worst ripoff because it's ripping off ghost. Mm. Oh, maybe. I don't know. The film currently has a 19% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And you know what? A lot of his movies do, but I would argue that they're better than that rating. Mm -hmm. But this one, it's not good. No. A critic from Entertainment Weekly wrote, George's son asks for (laughs) Wi-Fi. And Medea says, sure, I can make you a waffle. That's one of the good jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Audiences like the film for the most part. It has a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 66%. Its hmm. budget was $20 million. It landed at number four in the box office opening weekend with a final domestic gross of $66.9 million. Damn. I mean, he ha- he, this is, this is, he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I think at a certain point that he's churning stuff out so fast, we're going to have stuff we don't like. I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised though, because I feel like we've given him so much leeway. I feel like every week we come on here and we say Tyler Perry might be a good billionaire. He's mm-hmm. got some funny stuff happening. We like some of these movies. And then I'm, I'm my, I feel like I'm so disappointed when like, I should have expected this to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I truly don't see how you could, uh, you could be walking away with any of those conclusions based off of <laughs> the person, the choices. None of this feels I'm like saying, a- <laughs> watch the oval watch uh diary of a mad black woman you only have to watch a dinner scene and why did i get married that's incredible that's the best <laughs> oh and the scene airplane scene seen. in the beginning which is also incredible oh that one's insane oh but wow. i mean there's this is a, we get brainwashed by this podcast like you have to understand like we did all of star wars <laughs> and then we did all of lord of the rings and there were points where we're like i think i liked that one like you know you just start saying like you mm-hmm. like things because sure. like it's like compared to the other thing that was really good i guess or like whatever this and this has been such a like nice release, like from all of those, like, you know, really boring mm-hmm. sort of categories of yeah. movies. Like we're watching like something that's just crazy and fun. So we're we our bar is low. But then like, you know, <laughs> he's got I mean, like you know, also that, that show we watched last week was not it was the same. Ruthless. We did ruthless. not like it, ruthless too much. It just because it, he it's almost like it's there's too many. He does too many things like it's mm-hmm. like have fewer things that are as crazy as they are. And there's more success. I mean, I don't know. I think he just starts to throw things at the wall at a certain point and it doesn't always work. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he literally was, I believe uh, they were saying that he shot some television show like 19 episodes in three days or four days, something like that. (laughs) Well, he did. I think it's ruthless. He did ruthless in, I think it's 14 days or no, 13 days and it's 24 episodes. If that, I'm remembering correctly, which yeah, is it's, it's not bonkers. possible. No, but it but it is if you <laughs> and it's not the work of a good billionaire, I guess is what I'm saying. You're that's a really great point, because it is if you are a billionaire, you have all the time in the world mm-hmm. because money is no object. He owns and, the largest studio in the world. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's, it's the not, largest studio in the world. Yes. <laughs> Physic. I think the physical space is the largest wow. like physical studio. It's larger than any of the others. And yet, <laughs> you know what it is, though? I think part of it is that because he wants to direct and write everything, he needs it to happen quickly because he wants to be doing the next project. Mm-hmm. If he were to delegate and hire people, he could have these projects take longer and be of higher quality. But he's like, I only have 365 days this year. So Mm -hmm. 14 are for Ruthless. 15 (laughs) are for Meet the Browns. It's like, we just have to go. (sighs) But I'll tell you this. I don't want him to spend any more time on the Oval. I love it. It is crazy. (laughs) I watched two episodes since this woman's head got chopped off and we haven't addressed it really. (laughs) I love that. I like the idea that you're like, you're going to be watching season two of the Oval and be like, I don't know. This felt like it took longer. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not into this. More thought went into this. I don't like it. (laughs) Boo. Uh, There's a headline that reads, Tyler Perry's movie studio is bigger than Disney, Warner Brothers, and Paramount combined. Wow. It's a goddamn compound where he uh, keeps people there like slaves for (laughs) 14 days churning out episodes and then releases them for $150. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it's truly so wild. I wonder what it's like to work on like a Tyler Perry series. We need to interview someone who's who's done it. But, but here's the thing. We'll never get the truth. No. We'll never get yeah. the truth because no one's going to say it if it was bad. And if it was great, we won't believe them. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just like a hard... <laughs> We, we, I want someone to come on like anonymously and we'll like distort their voice and they'll tell us like all the things that happened. You gotta get, all the labor uh, laws you gotta get Whoopi Goldberg to just come on and like do the sound modification and just really <laughs> pretend like that's not her that's in, you know, snitching on everything that she, she's been a part of. I would love it. Oh my God. Boy, I, I am excited to watch the next one though. What is our next one? I don't know. Like, oh, but yeah, is- no, but the, well, that's the thing. It's like, I still, I'm still excited. I, I, and this is where I don't know if I'm brainwashed or I just like the stuff, but it's like, I'm like ready for the next one. Like, okay. I didn't like that one. It felt so long. That movie was mm-hmm. like an hour and 45 minutes. If I think it took me all night to watch it just like mentally, like I, it, it was, was like, tough I was to watch. I, yeah. I had to do it in, I think four separate parts. Mm, I, yeah, I, I had to break it up like the Snyder cut to be able to <laughs> to just take all of that in at once. I took like a long shower in the middle just to like reset. <laughs> and I came back. And I'm like, OK, yeah, Let's I just woke up rather early and then had to keep pausing it because I was like, this is so boring. No one's doing yeah. anything fun. No, not at all. I know. Like in the one we watched, what was the one where there's like incest and like. Uh, what was that? That oh, was God, Medea's family reunion. That one was good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I look how I just plugged it. The one where there was incest. That one was good. Like I don't know. But I mean, was, I cried at the end of it. it In a Medea yes, film, you cried. Yes, there was Sobbed. a funeral that was so heartbreaking. Yeah, and and then they cut to like ridiculous stuff right after that with Doctor <laughs> Phil or something. It was like truly nuts. Wow. Wait, Doctor Phil makes an actual cameo in a Medea film. And Medea goes to jail. It's the best improv I've ever seen in a film. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mix them all up. Really good. I keep asking y'all for, for sort of, I guess, <laughs> honest interpretations of what's happening. And then you keep using this hyperbolic language that makes it really hard for me as a, as a, a person talking to you to understand what's real and what isn't. I'm telling you. It's the best improv I've like. It's, I'm not kidding. You're both it's wonderful honest, improvisers. You're it's both honestly very impressive, capable though. Performers. I watched it with my mouth open. I was like, "This is so," and I rewound it because I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> it's really impressive, but you know. But then you think like Dr. Phil, what he does on his show is basically improv because he's mm-hmm. talking to like lunatics and like trying to kind of make them say crazier things. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like he's, he is kind of naturally built for this, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's really good stuff in these movies and we're not kidding. I mean, do you, do you think Dr. Phil feels bad about some of the stuff he's put out into the world? <laughs> I hope so. Because did you see that bad baby came out and was like the place they sent her to was not okay. Daniel I that. Yeah. She was like, it's not okay. The way they treated the kids was abuse. And I was like, yikes. Dr. And Phil, her- you gotta, you, I don't even know if he said sorry. Yeah, but I, I will say that if you watch the video of her explaining it, it's mostly just that her being like, yeah, they told me when I could go to bed and that I couldn't leave. And it's like, yeah, bitch, that's kind of what you signed up for. Like, I don't know if that's abuse as much as you not getting your way. Plus, she's made millions off of her appearance on Dr. Uh-huh. Phil, which is disturbing to say the it least. It is but. very funny that she has a whole music career that is very, like wildly successful. She's mm-hmm. got some bops. There's like one song, I can't remember what it is right now, that I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And it all comes from Catch Me Outside, How About That? <laughs> and I've quoted that a million times. I mean, it's a good catchphrase, I guess. It's really, it's funny. <laughs> Uh, wow. Well, I think we're coming to the end of our show. Langston, thank you so much for yes, um, watching you. that film. Thank you. Yes, I, a film. I think thank you for for <laughs> having me and having me do that. I, I, I'm grateful to have spent time with you ladies. I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, do you have Sorry. anything you'd like to plug while you're here? Yeah. Uh, you can time. listen to my podcast. It's called My Mama Told Me. It's about black people and conspiracy theories. Nicole has an episode. Mm-hmm. Lauren, unfortunately, you're not welcome on the podcast. That's perfectly acceptable. 
<laughs> but I've heard it's really good, and I want to listen to it. Oh, thank Someone you. was just tweeting uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's day funny with... and it's silly and uh, super problematic. So you could listen to that, and it's <laughs> it's with uh, the Big Money Players Network, and they want me to say that they're they're real emphatic about me telling you it's with the network and with uh, with <laughs> yeah. There you go. And so I did okay. it. There we go. Great. It's plugged. You did what you were I supposed to do. I love how you plug things. Ooh, so. Uh, Farah says next week our episode is looking to be family funeral with Sashir. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what that so is. So many Medea movies. Okay, well, of course it's time for our five hallelujahs segment, which everyone <laughs> loves to hear me say. Um, so <laughs> she says it every week, and I laugh every single. It's time. like I always think I should pass it off to you, and then I go, "I'm, I'm, I'm in." It's, it's I've my said favorite it thing. Fifteen times now, and it's gonna keep happening. God, I love it. So this one comes from AK Big Dogs nine oh seven. Bad wigs and good times. I've been listening since Star Wars, but the real MCU, Medea Cinematic Universe, is my favorite <laughs> season so far. Nicole and Lauren's reactions to these crazy, hilarious, and melodramatic movies are perfect in every way. You don't have to watch the movies to enjoy the show. If you aren't listening, you should be. Thank you. And this one comes from Lord Jesus, one, two, three. Mm. Dinner date. (laughs) I have listened to this from the beginning, but this season got my girlfriend into it too, and it's just brought us together. So if you ever want to have a giant lesbian and a tiny lesbian cook you a home-cooked meal and talk about the Tyler Perry empire, please let me know. We will pay you for your friendship. Wow, what an offer. (laughs) You guys... Please write more reviews. Uh, we'll pick more to read. They have to be five stars, so don't waste our time. Wait, what a funny less. way to describe themselves. As if someone would look in your kitchen and be like, is that a big lesbian <laughs> and a tiny lesbian? And they're cooking? If they pay me, I'll talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what they're going to cook. That's my main concern. Um, well, give us five stars and we'll read you next time. Uh, thanks so much for everyone who has been doing that. And we'll be back next week with what? Family funeral. Gonna be good. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Gonna be good. was a HeadGum original.